When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world season four episode 15 chapter in your school class book titled chick like me chicken like me mm-hmm. where everybody pretends to be a chicken yep um hi tanya hi alden i'm the boy wow did we change it up I'm yeah the girl yeah i mean we didn't change that part up no but i'm still the boy uh-huh and you're still the girl this episode, we should have done it differently. I should have been the girl and you should have been the boy. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe not, she says. Is that a precursor for things to come? It, it is, yes, um, I think. Real quick, we have a lot to talk about this week mm-hmm. because this is quite the episode and it's one that I think everybody remembers. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a staple. People still talk about this, whether they do a Boy Meets World podcast or not. And, and they, we do one. a lot of them talk about how well it holds up. Um, we, I, it sounds like we might have differing opinions on this. I think so, we probably do. Um, Tanya. Yes. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. Alden, what have you been up to? Well, I've been, um, let's see. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater just came out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tony cool, Hawk's cool, Pro cool. Skater 1 and 2 remake. Uh, and let me just say, I feel old. Uh-huh. Okay. So, anything else? Anything else you want to touch you on You don't want before... me to talk about anything? I, you did. Anything else? All right, you lead the show then. I mean, I just, I have so much to say, like, about this episode. I'm afraid it's going to go really long. All right, what else did we do? Nothing. We watched Boy Meets World, oh, Tanya. That's, that's what we right. do on our podcast. We we definitely, definitely watch Boy Meets World. Season 4, episode 15, chapter title. Chick Like Me. Uh, so, Tanya? Yes. Since you're so gung-ho about this, mm-hmm. I want you to really, really give me a gusto and blurb me up. Okay. The blurb. Gusto. For season four, episode 15, Chick Like Me, is Topanga ropes Corey and Sean into helping her free neglected chickens at the Philadelphia egg plant. Oh, she made one up again. What are you talking about? I'm talking to the class. This is an AC conversation, so tee your way out of it. <laughs> an Alden class conversation, so Tanya your way out of it? Correct. You, you cracked the code. Like an egg. Okay. Um... <laughs> So this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken, and it was written by, from what I can understand, uh, Stephen Hibbard. We've had him before, right? I don't remember. I feel like I've seen you say the name Hibbard before. Your mouth does a very specific thing when you say Hibbard, and it made me think we've we've had a Steve Hibbard episode before. But this is one where where the wiki doesn't list a dire- I mean a writer, and then the the IMDb page lists multiple writers, but. Two of them are April Kelly and Michael Jacobs. And they always are listed, right? Right, because they created the show. Right. And then the third person listed is, is Stephen Hibbert. So I think Stephen Hibbert. Okay. This is one of those where I'm not entirely sure. Okay. There needs to be a better way to research this other than, I don't know, I saw it on the wiki. Here's the thing, though. Yes. Like, 10 years ago, well... Ten years ago, we definitely, definitely did not have, like, just Google at our fingertips all of the time. Like, mm-hmm. we can research it that way, and it's better than researching it any other way that we would have been able to, like, ten years ago. Really? You didn't have the Boy Meets World Complete Collection Guide? No. Me either. <laughs> I don't think it existed. It probably does. I don't think it did. One of our listeners has it, and that's why they know so One much. One of our listeners wrote it. <laughs> It was co-written by Channing Arnold and John Aspie, <laughs> uh, so, with the foreword by Nicole Wattler. <laughs> so, Tanya, tell me classroom or not. Uh, first. Classroom or not. First. That's how this works, classroom well, or not. Here's the thing. I'm going to put a little disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Um, Just a really quick one. Okay, go. Okay, so... I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for Alden, but I'm going to speak for myself and say that I am a cis hetero white woman and a lot of my opinions come from like my limited knowledge and knowledge from like listening to voices in the queer community and in the black community and my opinions are going to be formed from there and 
if I'm off base, like, I'm really, really sorry if you are a part of those communities and you want to, like, educate me further on some of the things I end up saying, please do. And that is my disclaimer. I agree with most of that, except I'm a male. Um, But otherwise, everything else I pretty much agree with. Um, I I do feel like Tanya takes things a little more um, emotionally than I do. So she probably has a more emotional opinion than I do, but we Mm -hmm. will see. Um, So can I get back to my podcast? Yes. And also, I just want to say... You pointed out that you only speak for you and you don't speak for me. And anyone who's listened to 76 episodes of this <laughs> I podcast. I said I'm a- not going to speak Anyone for you. who's listened to 76 episodes of this podcast knows that that is impossible. <laughs> I was there saying is, in this instance, in this one nah. time, I am speaking for myself because I don't know what your opinions are. We haven't spoken about them yet. Me and everyone listening knows That within the next 54 minutes, you will have spoken for me. I speak for humanity. (laughs) Oh, God. I speak for everyone. I am the mouthpiece of our generation. (laughs) So gross. Um, Classroom or not, for the love of God. We are not in the classroom for the love of God. Where are we? We are in the hallway. Okay, so what's going on? Uh, We're in the hallway, and um, Corey is now on the newspaper <laughs> yeah. like out of the blue he's like he doesn't do anything with his life for a really long time and then boom all of a sudden it's like the last quarter of the school year and he's like i'm on the newspaper now and yeah. i have my own column and it's called uh is it just me and his humor column it's is it yeah it's his humor column called is it just me and sean's like okay and some of his his examples in his article are is it just me or does paste not taste as good as it used to when you were a kid or is it just me <laughs> or is homer simpson too old to be on the show anymore Corey's column is very funny and i support his journalistic endeavors it's very peter griffin you know what grinds my gears yes that's exactly what it is and that's the only episode of family guy that i enjoy um it it became a part of like my daily vernacular for a very long time be like this really grinds my gears and then i just stopped because it was really annoying but like it just came naturally i loved that being annoying came naturally yes i'm shocked we had a whole conversation about this last night um so Corey wants Sean wants Corey to come up with a better story. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have a platform now, like you should be using it to do some like hard hitting journalism. And Corey's like, that this is what I want to do. And what Corey should be allowed to write what he wants to write. Oh, Jesus. Um, and uh, Topanga walks around the corner with Debbie. And Debbie is talking about a date that she went on, and she's just like, yeah, I mean, dinner was really nice, like, the food was great, and we had some good conversations, and then I had to, like, fight him off of me. And is this just what dating is now? Like, we can't just, like, have a conversation? So Topanga's talking to her about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just want to say real quick, class, my disclaimer, um, I'm speaking about this as someone who has a king-sized bag of Skittles two feet away from me, and all I want to do is reach over there and open that bag and eat Skittles so bad, but I know that that would be a bad audio experience. So take everything I say with that grain of salt. Grain of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. You just changed the word. Yep. Um, so anyway. Um, so Corey and Sean basically get in on the conversation um, because Topanga is like, I mean, I don't have this experience with Corey. Like, Corey doesn't treat me that way. And Corey is like, yes. And Sean says, that's not really something you should be proud of, Corey. Woof. Woof, indeed. And so they're bright side Skittles. <laughs> so it's got tangerine in it, and tangerine is so good. And paradise punch, which is also so uh... good, and it's blue. Tanya, minutes before starting this podcast, in fact, she said it into the microphone. Uh, she said, anything blue tastes good. So it's watch true. out, just Smurfs. <laughs> anyway. We're doing a really good job keeping this to like an uneditable yeah. way of podcasting. Yeah. So uh, Debbie starts talking about it more. She's talking about how, uh, I forget his name, but he was all over her at the Gret. end. Gary. 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 It's Gary. Okay. 
But first, like, Topanga's like, or um, Debbie says, like, I wish I knew what went on in guys' heads. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's like, well, why don't we ask them? There's two of them right there. So she asks them. She literally turns around and says, what goes on in your heads? And Corey goes, Topanga. It's Topanga. It's 24/7. Topanga channel. Yeah. And it's very good. And Sean is just like, just, he is not okay with the way that Corey's brain works. What was, so Corey does say. Topanga channel, and it was very funny. But then Topanga goes, who's a good boy? Which was not very funny. It, that wasn't funny, and that's why I didn't touch on it. Because, <laughs> like, we really need to not discount the feminist voices in this show, this episode. And that little blip would, like, negate a lot of of this. No, it was just a thing that somebody wrote. It's okay. All of this is a thing that somebody wrote. I know. So. That doesn't me- mean that they were right. We're in for a roller coaster class. I mean, it's really not a roller coaster. I'm going to be pretty even keeled on everything I feel about this episode. And everything I feel. (laughs) (laughs) She has already started speaking for me. Um, No, I'm speaking for me. So she's talking about how girls want uh, conversation and connection. Debbie is. Yeah, Debbie is. Um, Because Sean is like, I think we just want the same things. And... She says, no, we want conversation, connection. We want to get to know each other. And Sean goes, don't you guys want to make out? And she says, yeah, I might, but I might not. And it shouldn't be expected that I'm going to just because I'm going on a date with you. Yeah. And he was like, well, it would be nice if you gave like a clear like answer when we want to. And she's like, we do. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just too busy planning the next move to hear us say no. And oh, my God. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> okay not not for you you're fine we're married but right. like tanya channel 24 <laughs> 7 um but that was that was a really good line i thought like i forgot about that and that's in 1997 um that was a good line like mm-hmm. uh, anyway um so and i mean basically like they're just flabbergasted with each other and and sean basically says like if fine if you hate guys so much just don't date them and she's like oh you know what good plan great idea i i'm done and she walks away and sean's all frustrated right and now we go to the classroom uh yeah history we're in the classroom now we're we're in classroom or not alden it's classroom but this doesn't count and it doesn't feel good i'm sorry um so whose class is this mr feeney's history class and what is is he teaching on (laughs) jesus Mr. Feeney is teaching about uh, Black Like Me, the book, mm-hmm. um, where, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows what it is. Uh, the author wanted to, to uh, show what it was like to live as a black person in America and didn't know how to portray that without... Um, doing blackface. Basically doing blackface, yes. I mean, essentially, he did blackface. Yes, but it was for a noble cause. There's a lot of things that can be done for a noble cause. You can just listen to black people for a noble cause. Like, well, if you want to learn what they go through, just listen to sure, them. Sure, sure, sure. But... Which Sean actually Sean says. says. Sean says, why didn't he just ask? And Mr. Feeney says, there was a lot of distrust between the races. Mm-hmm. That's literally saying that the author, who was white, did not trust what the black people were telling him. Um... Yes. I, this this book was written years and years and years ago when... when I said, mean, I know, I know when it was written. It may have been harder to, um, to, to, for people to trust him. Yes. As a white man coming into their community. But you don't think that as... So, so he's a white man who darkened the pigment of his skin to experience what it is like to be black. Mm-hmm. As if black people wouldn't know that he was white. Right. I, but he wasn't trying to figure out the black community. Right. He was trying to figure out how white people would treat him. Right. But in order to do that, was he just a lone wolf? Like, he didn't try to integrate himself? And I never I was going to say, read, read the book. It. I don't think I want to. Okay. I'd rather talk, talk. about it? No, I would rather talk to people and listen to their experiences than listen to a white person and their experiences. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see a huge issue with the book. Um, not for the time that it was written in. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it was, 
it it showed a different perspective that white people didn't often learn about or see. So it was his way of trying to change the world. And I think to an extent he did. I also think, though, that as white people, we consistently fail in our ideas of what can change the world because we aren't listening to the people who are speaking. We are trying to change it ourselves instead of letting the voices that should be doing the the speaking work on change. Like, it's it's not our story. That wasn't his story to tell. And so many, and this is, this is, I wasn't going to touch on this until the end, but there have been a lot of things that are, I mean, there was a movie called Fat Like Me. There's Chick Like Me. There are many, many things where people who don't live in that in that world, in that experience, decide, well, I'm going to see what this experience is like, and then I'm going to exploit it, or I'm going to write about it, because I think everybody needs to know, well, there's a million people who are living in this experience. Mm-hmm. Let them be the voices, not someone who's never struggled with weight, not someone like... not. I, I agree, but... If you know that 90% of the people, uh, especially at that time, at least 90% of white people weren't going to listen to this story, and then you found a way to make them listen to it, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that. Does that mean that um, he deserved to be... To, I mean, Mr. Feeney goes on to say, well, he sold millions and millions of copies. Right, that's and, exploitation. Right. And that's where I, I draw the line, and, and that's where I went, ugh. I but, draw the line of blackface. I mean... Fine. I agree, but I understand in this time where it was coming from. Mm -hmm. And this is what we were talking about. We have differing opinions on this because, like, I feel very adamantly that, like, when Sean says, why didn't people just, like, talk to people of color? Like, yes. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they? Right. Um, Why are white people so willing to listen to white people about the experience? And then, like... Did they actually listen and do anything about it? No. Well, like, no. we're still dealing with this stuff right. even now. Um, so his whole experiment did essentially nothing except for gain him a lot of money. That's true. So, but anyways. Anyways. It gave a lot of white people um, a way to read something that made them feel good about being a white person. Mm. Back to Boy Meets World. (laughs) Uh, So he's talking about the book and Sean gets a light bulb moment and he's like, Corey, this is what you should do. And Corey very much is like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Like, he's like two seconds away from being like, I am not doing blackface. And Sean's just like, you should dress up as a girl. And he's like, uh, what? And, And then they kind of like talk about it and agree on it. And that's... That's what ends up being the story for his paper. His news, his article. Yeah. <laughs> One article. <laughs> um, so now we go back, we go, or we go to the Matthews store. Yes. The outdoor store. Yes. Where Lonnie... Is selling a tent. Uh-huh. And Lonnie is, I think, probably my favorite character on Boy Meets she's World. She's delightful. I just love her so much. And mm-hmm. she's just like, this tent will be great if you're going up on the mountain and the wind whips by, like, it's going to stay firm. And the person who she's selling it to is very obviously, like, not actually caring about the tent. Like, he's just, like, sizing her up. I mean, she's hot as shit. Like, she really is, like, gorgeous. And um, and he kind of is like, oh, okay, well, after I buy this tent, uh, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but, like, you're really wonderful and beautiful. Would you like to go on a date with me? Or would you like to go to coffee with me? And she's like, um, can we do something else? I'm not really a coffee kind of girl. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, we can do anything. And she's like, all right, I'm going to make dinner, and you can come over, and then afterwards, we're going to oil up. And, and he's like, I like oil. I like the sound of this. Uh-huh. And she's like, we're going to oil up, and we're going to jump in the freezing cold river and catch eels by the moonlight. And he's like, uh, what? And she's like, yeah, this is, like, it's going to be great. And she, like, slugs him in the shoulder, and he's just like, um, could we maybe do something else? And she's like... 
Yeah, yeah. Like, what else? But she continues to just be herself, and she's, like, talking to him, and she keeps kind of, like, doing her little slug in the shoulder thing, and he just eventually is like, you know what? I'm not buying the tent. I'm not going on a date. I'm out of here. Goodbye. And, and runs away. He walks away, and Eric is standing there watching this whole thing go down. And Lonnie is like, Eric, why can't I get a guy to like me? Well, she's like, what's wrong with me? And he's sitting there, like, scanning her up and down and up and down. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to find out what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I mean, like, why does everyone run away from me? And he was just like, uh, well, Lonnie, um... What's something you like doing? And she's like, hunting. And he's like, so when you find one of those cute little things that you want to shoot and eat, uh, do you run towards it with your gun waving in the air and being like, well, I'm going to kill you? And she's like, oh, you're saying basically that I'm being too much and I'm scaring them away. And Eric says, exactly. Um, you need to you need to learn how to uh, sneak up on them and, and let them know that you're into them without really letting them know, without scaring them off. And she's like, well, I need a city boy to practice on. And he's like, perfect. Right. So now we go to the, the Matthews kitchen. The Matthews kitchen, uh, where I guess like Sean and Corey have just come in and Alan is just like, well, what did you guys do today? And they're like, uh, nothing. nothing. And he's like, okay, we do this all the time. I know you guys didn't do nothing all day. You guys get in trouble all the time. Like, you didn't do nothing. So what did you do today? He said, uh, just once, I want you to answer and tell me what you did today. And Corey goes, I decided to be a girl. And he goes, that's what I get for asking. <laughs> and um, Alan was kind of shitty in this whole part, yeah. but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I think the other disclaimer is this episode is very funny. Mm-hmm. This episode is very 90s white people funny. Like, it is very, it is funny. If you are okay with laughing at uh, things that people actually go through in real life. So, uh, Amy comes in and she's like, she starts asking them questions about their day. And Alan's like, be careful, Amy. And this, by the way, is two weeks in a row of peak shitty uh macho alan like yeah. it's really weird he's it's, very like patriarchal alan he's like i'm the head of the house it's almost like they they realized they didn't have any like villains right now and mm-hmm. they're like let's just kind of turn out a little little villain he's still not like tim the tool man taylor villainy so i think they were like okay we can just bring him to the brink and people will still think he's funny and like him anyway so Corey starts explaining what the plan is while he's holding up dresses and showing them off. And the first dress he holds up is this like red cotton, like just adorable dress that would look really great with Doc Martens. And I really want this dress. And then he holds up another one, a black and white frilly one. And Molly Ringwald would have worn this in like pretty in pink. And Topanga walks in and she's like, Corey, I'm so excited. And Corey says, ah, I've, I've been out getting what I'm going to wear so I can prove my my womanhood and Topanga goes not in that dress you're not um but she also one of the first things she said when she walks in is she starts to apologize to Sean for being too hard on him and his experiences with girls mm-hmm. like stop apologizing do not apologize to Sean that's ridiculous but she does she comes in and she's like Sean I'm really sorry like Debbie was going through a, a thing and so we were a little bit hard on you blotty blotty blah and then the dress thing happens but she shouldn't have apologized so anyway then Corey is like uh Topanga says let me give you a makeover and and we'll make this work and Corey goes make Corey pretty <laughs> uh so we cut back up to the bedroom where Sean and Topanga are standing outside of the bathroom, and they're like, Corey, come on, come out. And he's like, I don't want to. Yeah. And she's like, you wanted to do this. And he goes, I changed my mind. I would also like to say he didn't really want to do this. Like, he was talked into doing it by Sean. He wasn't gung-ho about it from the beginning, but he agreed to it. Yes. But he's also not comfortable. Like, he's uncomfortable with what he's doing. So he doesn't want to come out. And they finally get him to come out. And he comes out, and it's not a great look for him. Right. Um, And they immediately go into, he's like, I feel fat. Mm -hmm. Like, 
he feels uncomfortable. Like this isn't, this isn't, um, like an expression of who he actually is. So he feels very uncomfortable and they are like, ew, you make an ugly girl. (laughs) Like, like you're very, uh, masculine. Like this isn't working. Like the way you walk isn't working. Like the way you're carrying yourself isn't working. He does a little walk where they are like, all right, show us your girl walk. And he's terrible at it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, bouncy and, like, swayy, but, like, not in a feminine way. But he's wearing heels. Right. So he was able to do this walk in heels. Walking in heels is not as hard as people act like it is. Uh, It's not easy. Have you done it? Yes. It's not that difficult. It is the first time you do it. It isn't, like, if you don't grow up walking in heels, it's not a normal thing for you. But, so, Sean is like, no, this, this is how a woman walks. And, like glides forward and he he explains like women kind of glide they're graceful and topang is like wow you hit the nail on the head with that one sean he's like well i love girls so i know so he's able to acknowledge the fact that they are graceful and that some of them walk a certain way but he can't acknowledge when they want to make out or not right like this is a person who literally can emulate the way they walk but can't tell when they are comfortable with making out with him Mm -hmm. so but he he does it perfectly so then they get it in their heads that sean is going to be the one that dresses up as a girl and does this experiment and that's what happens so we go to the hallway at school the next day Corey walks in dragging um sean Mm -hmm. behind him sean who is dressed in a very nev campbell yeah. Dress. Nev Campbell from The Practice. Yeah, it's Not like The a... Practice. What's that movie? The Craft? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Practice. Um, it's, it's like a red like uh, sweater tucked into a skirt um, and like his hair is like layered. And he's and, got like, like the dark red like lipstick. He actually really reminded me of, um, what is her name from The Craft? Oh, maybe that's why I thought The Craft. Yeah. Yeah. He really, what is her name? I don't remember Faruzable. Oh, okay. Baruch Assault. <laughs> no. Um, looks like he looks a lot like her. And um, so, but I mean, he looks gorgeous. And they come down and <laughs> Corey, who just kind of uh, has now accepted that his friend is a girl, is like, yeah, no, you look great. And and Sean is very uncomfortable with the fact that everyone is staring at him as he's walking down the steps, which in all fairness, he's kind of used to with girls. He's yeah, just but not he's... used to how aggressive boys' eyes are, I right, guess. Right. And he's not comfortable like in the way that he's dressed. He's he's it it's clear to me that he kind of wanted to try this, mm-hmm. right? But he's not comfortable with the fact that he wanted to try this. Right. So I think he is uncomfortable with the fact that he's like, is I, I hope this goes well, but I don't know if it's gonna go well. Whereas like if Corey did it, he doesn't really care if it goes well per se right he doesn't care how people perceive him sean wants to wants to be perceived as hot right no matter what he's dressed in right um so uh but Corey's like very attracted to him (laughs) and is just like here let me carry your books for you like (laughs) ma'am and they walk around the corner and topanga's there waiting for them and Corey is or topanga goes Corey, why are you holding his books and he goes well he's a girl i'm trying to like really uh perpetuate the stereotype and she goes you never carry my books and he goes well look at him (laughs) um so as they're standing there gary who is like 25 feet tall well first they 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 do the name thing. Oh, yeah. Because um, Topanga calls him Sean, and Corey says, not Sean. Something else. And I forget what name so, Corey picks. Um, Lo- like Judy or something? Yeah, it is. It's something like Judy or Janet. It's Janet. Janet. It's Janet. And um, Sean immediately like kind of shakes his head. And he's very like timid in- at this point. And Topanga is like, Sean, have you given this some thought like is that what do you want your name to be and he's just like veronica and um so now sean is veronica and Corey and topanga do a quick look at each other and you could tell that Corey wanted to um um change the name and topanga looked at him like no this is what he wants right um 
So then Gary comes around the corner. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's 25 feet tall. He's super imposing. Like, um, and he immediately is like, oh, hey, like, who are you? I've never seen you around here before. I can't believe I've never seen someone so beautiful. Who's the girl that's hanging out with Corey and Topanga, where Sean normally is every right? day? Um, and like, he starts to talk to Veronica and ask Veronica out on a date. For Saturday, and Sean, not Veronica, is just like, um, so Saturday's my date night. And Corey's like, yeah, you're going on a date. And Veronica's like, Saturday it is then. And um, so a date is set up for Gary and Veronica, and then Mr. Feeney comes around the corner. So, yeah, Mr. Feeney came out before this whole oh, thing. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, but you were so eager, eager to talk about Gary. I yes. just let it go. Um. Mr. Feeney came through and he immediately says, Miss Lawrence, Mr. Matthews, Mr. Hunter, and then takes like three more steps and just stops because he never really like looked up. Mm-hmm. He just knew it was them. And then it registers with him and he like takes two or three steps backwards and goes, Mr. Hunter, if there's something you want to talk about, my room is always open and I'm not here to judge. And Corey is like, "It's this is for my... and." Uh, Mr. Feeney cuts him off and goes, I'm not here to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sweet. It's sweet, yes. But obviously, like, if this were a case where uh, a person came out as trans and then um, a well-meaning person continues to call them uh, him or <laughs> a sure, mister. But, sure, but Sean hasn't indicated anything in this scenario. No, but, like, I... I, more than anything, Mr. Feeney is assuming, like, oh, he's dressing as a girl now. Mm-hmm. Like, and he continues to say Mr. <laughs> I thought he said it the once as he walked by. I don't remember him saying it after that. but I think he says, like, Mr. Hunter, if you need to talk. Okay. But. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Gary came, comes by and does his yeah. whole thing. Um, Corey says, this is my my friend Veronica Wazboyski. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talk about how they're, Sean's like, I'm going to go out Saturday night. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. And Topanga says, why? you got a date set up. And he goes, I just, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> so now we go back to the store where Eric and Lonnie are trying to fix her love life. Right. Um, and basically, Eric is... It almost seemed like a weird, like, cult brainwashing of, like, we're gonna calm you down some. Mm-hmm. Like, um, every time she starts to say something, you almost expect him to, like, spray her in the face. Well, he says, like, all right, so you're wearing a bar and, and not a bar. He says, we're out at a party and, and you see me from across the room and you look at me and you're like, I like him. What do you say? And she goes, I say, I like you. Or I want that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you're scaring the. And she's like, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And he's like, you just got to walk up to me. Act like you don't really see me. Just get close, but not too close. And then kind of look over at me and make eye contact and smile. And she's doing all this as he says it. And he's getting more and more, um, I don't want to say uncomfortable, um, too comfortable. Yeah, he's turned on. Yeah. Is what Alden is trying to say. I'm speaking for Alden now. What the fuck? Who who would have thought? (laughs) Hey, guys, did anybody see that coming that she would speak for me? Who? Let me tell me, reach out to us on Facebook and and tell me if you saw that coming because I super didn't see that coming. I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, I'm just, you're just so surprising to me every day. Every day it's something new. Um, Anyway, (laughs) he, uh, he's getting turned on and she. She does this whole scenario where she's like, ooh, I really like your shirt. I really want to get that shirt for my brother. Do you know what brand it is? And he's like, no, I don't know what brand it is. And she's like, let me just reach around you and check the tag. And so she, like, puts her arms around him and starts, like, fishing for the tag. And he's just, like, melted into a puddle against her. Well, and her. she's, like, got her arm now all the way around him and basically down towards his butt going yeah. all the way over his... So she's, like, on him, on him. Right. And she's like... I'm sorry, was I too close? And my first thought was, she realized she was too close. 
because she felt a boner. Oh. She was like, what's that? Oh my God, I'm too close. And he's like, no, keep looking for the tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, he backs up from her and he's like, here, look, let me show you something. Hi, I'm Eric Matthews and reaches his hand out to shake her hand. And she reaches out and says, I'm Lonnie and shakes his hand. And he's like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Um, and, and then we go to Chubby's. Yeah. It's date night. It's date night. Saturday night. Saturday. And, um, Veronica and Gary are sitting together in a booth and um, Gary's like, where's our waitress? And out from the kitchen comes Cora. Cora. Cora, the waitress. Legend of Cora, the waitress. Yep. Um, Cora's got big curly hair and a smoker's voice. And um, Gary's like, I come here like every week for dates and I've never seen you here before. And he's <laughs> Cora is like, it's my first night. And uh, Gary's like, I'll take the usual. And then he's like, a cheeseburger or a chili cheeseburger and a milkshake with two straws. And Veronica is like, I'll take the same plus a steak. And Cora is like, what a voracious appetite on this one. And like, pinches his cheeks. (laughs) Pinches Veronica's cheek. But. Um, I mean, obviously, that's Corey. Corey's dressed as a woman. And Topanga is sitting, like, ten feet away, just watching it all unfold. And she is just, like, entranced. And shocked. Like, her eyes are... loves it. To an extent. But you can tell that, like, she's just surprised that this is even happening in front of her. Like, her eyes are just bugged out. Like, wow, I'm getting to see this? Right. Um, But uh, they they also, during this whole scene, um, Gary, like... Puts his arm around mm-hmm. Veronica and is saying, like, oh, man, like, you're just so sweet. How do you not have a boyfriend? And and Veronica's like, I just haven't really felt like dating very much. Um, it hasn't been, like, a priority for me. And uh, Gary's like, well, that's a shame because, you know, you're beautiful and, and blah, blah, blah. I just blah, want blah. you to always know that I'm here to listen and and then like continues to get closer and um veronica says like i just don't feel very comfortable and like is literally sending out all the signals that this is not okay and gary starts like rubbing veronica's shoulders and is like well you're just really tense and veronica's like i didn't ask you to do that and gary's like but doesn't it feel good and and uh veronica says um i just back off a little bit and he reaches over and grabs under the table mm-hmm. and and Sean now I mean basically shoves him mm-hmm. off of her. Yeah, well Veronica says like I I said give me space mm-hmm. and like pushes Gary, which really unfortunately only makes it so that now it's a game. I mean to to Gary. Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. You, the way you said that almost implicated Veronica. Oh, no, 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 no. Veronica's not trying to play a game in right. any sense of okay. the, the imagination. Like, it is, Gary is now like, oh. Playing hard like, to get. Playing hard to get. Yeah. Well, I can play that too. And um, basically, Veronica gets up and is like, I can't do this. Walks over to Corey or Cora and Topanga and says, I can't do this anymore. This is this is uncomfortable. He grabbed my he knee. He touched That's me. That's my knee. Why did he touch my knee? And... Corey basically says, oh, you got to get back in there. This is this is supposed to be showing people what it's like. Right. Um, so Veronica goes over. Well, and- Gary came back over and oh, said, yeah. hey, I just want to say I'm so sorry. This isn't like me at all. I didn't mean to come on too strong. Like, I respect women more than anybody else. Yeah. This and- is all very accurate, I feel like. Oh, but- it's so yeah. accurate. But go on. Um, and... Uh, he Gary says something about like you are really strong and and Veronica's like yeah I've played rugby or something like that and then so then field hockey oh yes that's it same thing oh 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 Alden's got the skittles I tried really hard <laughs> not to draw attention to it it's happening it's skittles time I just won what flavor pink lemonade mm. um. 
So you needed that break because things are getting really heavy right now. And like Skittles will help break that up because I'm sure you're feeling very tense and very stressed out and worried about Veronica's welfare. Because I'm worried about Veronica's welfare when Gary says, hey, you want me to teach you how to play foosball? And Veronica slash Sean, because now, right now, Sean is making a very calculated maneuver and, like, puts his purse down, puts her purse down, puts Veronica's purse down, and is like, oh, I know how to play. And, like, marches over to the foosball table and starts playing. And, like, Gary's like, oh, well, you know, what you need to do. And Veronica's like, uh, I know what to do. Veronica says, you mean like this? And then spins it and kicks the ball into the net. And he's like, oh, um, I guess you you got quite the form on you. Um, and then Gary takes his turn. And Veronica's like, oh, well, good job. So any kind of compliment whatsoever is an open invitation for a man to touch a woman because, because now Gary comes around and is like, here, let me show you how to do it and puts his arms around Veronica and like in an instance where a girl is comfortable with it and is giving the signals that this is what they want, that is fine. But Veronica is giving every possible SOS signal at this point and Not the guy even... is still there. So I, I think a lot of times people see these scenarios and they see the woman um um essentially saying no. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is enough. Yes. In this scenario, Sean Veronica is literally saying no, mm-hmm. stop. Like there's not even a, a, a possibility for it to be confused. Right. And he's already over at the booth. He has already repeated what Debbie said and said, you're too busy calculating your next move to hear me say no and realizes that that's what they're all going through. So he's already made that like correlation. And so the foosball thing is happening and Gary is like, this is a boy like, like Veronica is not a, you know, wispy girl. Mm-hmm. And Gary is still like such an imposing figure. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine if it was Gary doing this to Topanga, how right. terrifying that would be for a girl Topanga's size? Mm-hmm. Like Sean is taller and burlier than Topanga Yet, Gary is still such an imposing figure, and he has his hands all over Veronica. Like, he's not just, like, reaching around and, like, teaching Veronica how to play foosball. Like, his hands are all over Veronica's body. He's doing the douchey guy thing, the, 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 the aggressive, shitty male thing, where he's essentially dry humping her from behind in an effort to act like he's being helpful. Mm hmm. Uh, so at this point, it's Verona Sean. Like Sean is speaking as Sean now. Yeah, like, and he's... his voice has completely dropped the feminine pretext. Yeah, and we go like right now we're about to go pretext? into a completely pretense. Yes, pretense. Okay. Um, we're gonna go into a completely different issue now, where the douchebag way of thinking is, oh, you don't like me, you must like girls. Like, so now he's also homophobic. Yeah. Like, it's not even just like a, I'm a dick and I won't leave this girl alone, but I'm also going to act like if you like girls, it's a problem. Right. Like, everything is wrong with this guy. Yeah. Everything. But it's Um, not, it is in no way, shape or form weird. No, it's 100% accurate. Right. Like, so this guy is like, oh, you don't like this? Well, you must like girls. And- Sean comes out completely and is like, oh, yeah, I do. And just hits him as hard as he can in the face. Mm-hmm. And Cora walks over and says, oh, here you go. Here's your check. And drops uh, it on him. And says, and just remember, tipping isn't just a city in, city in China. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, and that's that. And now we go to the post credits scene. Right. Where they're all reading the article, it's an amazing article. Everyone in the school has the newspaper and they're all reading it. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a good article. Everyone knows how girls feel when guys will, will not leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to girls when they say that. Right, right, right. And Mr. Feeney walks in and says, oh, that's uh, that was a wonderful article, Mr. Matthews, despite some troubling photographs. Um, 
and uh, Sean basically says, like, look, um, oh, and Debbie has come over, right? Yes, Debbie has come over and was like, you know, I really appreciate what you did to Gary mm-hmm. because, like, he beat the shit out of Gary. And-, and she says, maybe next time you go on a date, like, you'll take some of those lessons on with you. And he was like, I don't think I want to date for a long time. Like, I at this point, I would just be the most perfect gentleman on a date and... And I wouldn't try anything. I would just try to talk to talk to people. So Debbie is just like, oh, you mean like meaningful conversation and a connection? What are you doing on Saturday? Mm. And they have a date set up and they walk away holding hands. And not even like interlaced fingers holding hands. Just right. like a little holding hands. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. We didn't get a closure on the Eric and Lonnie stuff. I think it's safe to say that uh, Eric brainwashed her enough that she doesn't have a personality anymore. (laughs) I can see where you're coming from. But I I also see where people, like I have been in situations where I'm like, uh, I'm doing something wrong here. I have to adjust the way I am as a person because it's not uh, healthy. If you are actively harming someone, yes. If it is a part of your personality that is not doing anything to anyone else, no. Sure, to an extent, but like if you're the, if you're just, so what if- If you're too much for someone, then that person isn't right for you. Okay, but what if you're tired of being single? Then you, that's a problem with yourself that you need to adjust. Because if you are too much for someone, then that person doesn't love you for you. I understand what you're saying. Like, all right, so let's get into it with the with the Lonnie and Eric situation. Yes. Lonnie was being asked on a date solely because she was hot. When right. she started showing her actual self, the guy ran away. Yeah, he sucked. And the fact of the matter is, like, she didn't need to do any of that stuff for Eric to like her. Eric liked her. Eric yeah. has liked her since he met her. Right. Um. So you're right. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what I'm equating it to, but I know there have been times in my life where I'm like, no, I'm 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 not responding well to people. I need to change the way I respond to people. Because in your response to people, you probably were saying something harmful or you were being too harsh with the or words that you were came saying. Came on too or, strong or whatever. But if you are, if it's your personality, if it's like you're having to change who you are as a person. I've changed who I am as a person for every single person until I was with you. Like, every single person, friends, husbands, boyfriends, you name it, I became who they wanted me to be because I was too much. Right. So now, sometimes I'm annoying. Like, my opinions are out there and they are, like, I feel comfortable speaking strongly about my opinions because I don't feel like I need to change myself for you. Like everyone else before bosses um friends everybody i felt like i had to be a different kind of person Mm -hmm. and it took me until 30 years old to realize that if i have to change myself the problem isn't me like it's the people that i'm around sure but let's like what if your um your approach to dating is you really like this person you're going to run up to them and start licking their face like at that point that's not a personality trait that's drunken behavior what if it's not but it it is like and that's what i'm saying if you lonnie is being told that who she is inherently Mm -hmm. as a person is too much that's what we're talking about we are not talking about the things that you do when you're drunk. Right. Like, we're talking about who she is as a person, and that should not be diminished for another person. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Like, she needs... She should I, be I, able I, to find someone who finds going eeling in the middle of the night charming because that's a thing that she enjoys doing. I agree. I agree with that completely. And, like, she's made it clear that she's... Um, that, that behavior is attractive to guys where she's from in the mountains, Mm -hmm. but it's not attractive to guys in the city. So she's trying to change herself to adjust to meet a city guy. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't mean to argue with you about it because I agree with you, but I just, I don't know. I think there are times where I felt like I've had to change, but you're right. Like it's not, it's been things that have been 
aggressive or or something like that. Right. So that brings us to the situation with Sean. Sean needed to change. Like right. his perspective on women was aggressive right. and it was wrong. That was something that he needed to change. That that is not a personality trait. That is a misogyny trait. Right. Like so those are two different things. He did need to change. Right. Um so how did you feel about this episode? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um, um, I I think the other perspective, while I know your opinion is going to be that, um, why didn't people just listen to women? I agree. But this was a different platform where people could show like, look, this is what things are like. And this is how you would react if you were like, thrown into this and it wasn't wasn't normal for you like for sean this wasn't normal for him to be involved in so when it was happening to him he was just appalled like wait 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 being in this situation sucks um i i think there were there was a little bit of of um i don't know inappropriate humor involved in the situation but i don't think it was over the top and and it didn't it was nothing that i felt like was hurtful but again I'm, I'm speaking as someone who's watching it from the outside and i don't know how anybody going through this would have felt watching it but i feel like in general it was done tastefully um and and um educationally if not tastefully like it, it showed this perspective of what it's like to be all of these women that sean has dated and it did it by making you care about the character and then show you. So I feel like they could have established the same thing by watching it happen to Topanga. Um, it didn't have to be Sean. But it did have to be a character we knew and cared about. They couldn't just throw a new character in the scenario and say, Here, this is what it's like to be a girl. But if they had just shown it happened to Topanga, we all would have felt the same way. We all would have felt that, get off of her. Why She's clearly saying no. But meanwhile, we've seen it happen with Sean. We've seen it happen in multiple episodes where Sean will say, come on, don't. why don't you want to kiss? And the girl, and like, kiss her anyway. Um, so anyway, I think overall it was a good episode. But I say that knowing that you're about to talk now. Um, so I'm trying to decide if there's anything else I want to say before you start going. Um, so I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. <laughs> and it just makes me feel so old. Like I remember playing that game when I was 15 and I was obsessed with it. And so like I'm sitting on the couch playing it yesterday and um, I started thinking about how young I felt again. And then I tried to stand up from the couch and I couldn't stand up. And I was like, man, I really am not young anymore. Like, look how much time is... Tanya, how'd you feel about the episode? <laughs> so, um... I'm getting Skittles. <laughs> I like this episode. I do not dislike this episode. I think that there is a very good thing that this episode does. And it shows... Like, like you said, if they had done it to Topanga, we would have all felt bad. That this was happening to Topanga. Mm -hmm. But no one's learning anything in there. Like. True. Sean learned something and was able to grow and change by it in a different way well, than I, if he hadn't done that. So. I that, think Sean could have learned from watching it happen to Topanga. Mm-hmm. But, but he felt someone's hands on his body threatening his autonomy. That That is very valuable. Yeah. Like. The amount of people that do not understand that women stand alone, that they have autonomy over their own bodies, that we are not here for anyone else's pleasure. Like, we are literally, if we grant you that, then great. But we are not here for that. Like, we are not pieces of art for you to look at. Like, this is, we are people. And it's very, very much, we are not treated that way. Like, I'm getting really old, and it's still, like, at this point, I'm not 
a highly attractive person. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a highly attractive person because I still, like, people stare at me or catcall me. I remember I worked in the mall for 13 years and I don't know how to walk through a mall with my head up because if you have your head up and you make eye contact, that is an acknowledgement of someone and you're opening yourself up to conversation. You're opening up yourself to people following you. You're opening up yourself to literally people figuring out your schedule and meeting you out wherever you have your break every single day. And there is nothing protecting you from that. Like being a woman is being an object. And it is very, very difficult. That being said, I also felt like, and like I said, I am a cis hetero white woman. So my experiences are not that of a person in the queer community. I am not, I can't speak for a trans person, but I will say that if, if I were in the shoes of someone who was, I guess, feeling like I was in the wrong body and I put on the clothes of the person that I felt like I was and people told me I looked bad mm. the way that they did with Corey, I think that that is very harmful. Like, to think that um, as a trans person that you automatically come out of the bathroom looking the way that you have always felt inside is a fallacy, I think. And, like, I don't know. I kind of had this thought during the Corey part and then during the Sean part where, like, Sean comes out, like, looking gorgeous, so everything is fine. Like, it's fine. Well, sorry, I had to finish my skin. <laughs> um, Corey was clearly uncomfortable with it. Right. Corey didn't, so when we when we speak, when you're speaking about the trans community, I, I don't think they would, I can't speak for them. Right. But... Corey clearly didn't want to be in that position. Right. Corey didn't see himself in these clothes. Corey didn't, um, wasn't letting out something that's been hiding. Right. Corey was uncomfortable and no matter what was going to be uncomfortable, what they should have said to him when he came out is how do you feel? Right. Yes. And then, then you go from there. Mm -hmm. But because it was clear he doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do this. Mm-hmm. Sean, you could tell, wanted to do it. Like, he wanted to experience this. Right. Um, I also, like, I think looking at it through a 2020 lens, why did he have a name already? Like, why was he so comfortable in this? Like, why was this a part of him? Like, there are plenty of people who are comfortable in drag that are not actually trans, right. but like that is very much inherently a part of them. And I right. kind of wish that that had been something that was explored a little bit more. I don't know. Like, um, but yeah. So then there was the whole Gary and immediately using basically queerness as, um, like a weapon mm-hmm. was a huge problem that I was upset by, which like you said, it's not inaccurate. Right. Like these are not inaccuracies. No, it was obvious to me that um, I thought this was going to be written from a woman's perspective or by a woman. It was not written by a woman. It was not, but it was clear that this, this man either has put women in this situation before or learn from women in this situation mm-hmm. exactly what happens because this is all like so um, accurate. Yeah, it definitely, Gary was a very accurate depiction of like a lot of guys, especially late high school guys, mm-hmm. like very much so. Um, it's really, really difficult to, uh, I guess articulate what it is like to be a girl in that situation 
and to have this imposing figure over you. Like, he was so imposing. And these guys know how to be incredibly imposing and and even get yeses out of people who don't want to say yes. And I think that that's also really important. Like, even if Veronica had been saying, well, okay, like, every other signal that Veronica was sending out was an absolute no. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a no. So, I don't know. I have, like, so many thoughts and feelings and, like, how often happens. Like, I have a really hard time articulating them in a way that is uh, understandable. So, (laughs) I like I said, I like this episode. I like what it does right, because I do think it did something right. But I also feel like there's certain things that they didn't do right. And I think glossing over black like me, like it's just like, oh, well, you know, he, he uh, changed the pigment of his skin and that was just what happened. It's like, uh, wow. And then putting that in the same realm as being a woman, like it is different. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. Like it's not the same. Like, I have an experience as a woman. I do not have the experience of a black person, especially in America right now, or back during segregation. I mean, in any time, because really, honestly, nothing has changed. Nothing has ever gotten better. We're just seeing it again. Right. Um, so there was a lot that I felt strongly about in this episode. I think that there's parts of it that hold up, but for the most part, like, it has to be watched through a, what year was it? Nineteen ninety-seven. Ninety-seven, I think. It has to be watched through a ninety-seven lens. It cannot be watched through a twenty-twenty lens right. without it being like a oof. Alan was awful. Yeah. Alan was that. <clears throat> Alan was a parent that could have caused their child. Yeah. Immeasurable trauma. Right. Just being like, oh no, not my son. Yeah. All he got was. I decided today I want to be a woman and immediately is like, oh, I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So I don't know. I felt a lot of things very strongly in my heart and I feel really, really bad because I feel like I'm going to make a lot of people upset by being like, this episode was not perfect when like, I think it's one that we thought was going to hold up better. I don't know. I think it held up better than I expected. It didn't hold up as well as I expected. I expected it to hold up very poorly, and I thought it held up okay. I think my uh, heart is frazzled right now, and the state of the world is too much for me. Mm -hmm. And because of that, this episode, it was like, the bad was magnified by the 2020 lens. Right. So... But yeah, I like, feel like you deal with that a lot. I do. The 2020 lens is is magnifies a lot of negativity for you. Yes, but I also don't think that that's bad because I think that if I were to watch this and be like, it was fine, everything was fine, that's harmful to people too. Right. Like we have listeners all over the place, and mm-hmm. we have listeners with all different situations, economic situations, in different um, communities that we couldn't even begin to relate to and to sit here and be like this episode was fine and it holds up perfectly could be harmful to people yeah yeah so it does not hold up completely it did i think do some good for 1997 but lonnie's the best character that's ever been on boy meets world Mm. and that's my takeaway from this episode okay so if you would like to tell us how you felt about the episode, where can you find us? You can uh, tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can find our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. You can email us. Uh, at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And this is quite the episode. I told you. I told We went for a walk before we started recording, and I, my brain was just, like, going a mile a minute, and I started saying something to Alden. He's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like, we're about to record. Because I was like, this might be a really long episode. I have so many things to say. I hope I said them in a coherent way. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. Um, and if I hurt anyone's feelings, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I really, really hope 
to be able to like look at things from different perspectives. And I really don't want to uh, place people in, in any kind of discomfort. Right. And if you're, if, if, if you have any opinions on our feelings on this episode or our feelings on life and, and, um, a different perspective that we don't have, please reach out to us and let us know. And, and we'd be happy to talk about it next week or, or whenever. We're just with you. Like we're yeah. perfectly fine discussing it just with you and hearing what you have to say because different perspectives are important to us. It's not a thing where it's like, this is how I feel and this is all I feel. Like, Unless your perspective is, well, yeah, well, being a white dude is hard too. Then probably don't reach out to us because uh, don't. Yeah, just don't do that. But, um, um, yeah, that's the the, just the exception to the rule. To, to those of you who have that thought, because I know it's out there and it, it exists, uh, I just want to remind you that I've been in scenarios like that as a male, but I've never once had to worry about whether or not I was going to be murdered. Like, it's just a completely different situation. So 100%. Shut up. Um, anyway. On that note, <laughs> goodbye, half of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance half of our listeners feel that way. I I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, we've we've definitely made our stance very right. clear, like right. very very clear, and it's not just from um, a social justice warrior. Like um, we're not hmm? just saying it. To say it like no. we 100% I have driven on dead tags I have driven on a suspended license and not once feared for my life I have however as a woman just to bring it back around to this episode been at a bar and been followed around and had my phone taken and phone numbers put in it or have my phone number taken from it and had random dudes like stalking me for a month that is a very real thing that has happened like right. just saying yeah to bring it back around to this episode yeah um so that's gonna that's gonna end it um and i have approximately 12 minutes to edit this episode and get it ready for tomorrow so um thank you guys for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season four episode 15 class dismissed